Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sex Ed Shouldn't Suck. This is Kaylee. And this is Jen. And this week, we are going to be talking about birth control, how it relates to sex education, our bodies, our hormones. Yeah. Our sex lives. What how is we it? feel about it, how it should be taught versus how it is taught. Yeah, we're we're gonna get into it. So we hope you enjoy. So birth control. Jen, how did you first learn about birth control? How did I first learn about birth control? I don't actually remember how I first learned about birth control. I started taking hormonal birth control pretty young, like at 13 or 14 probably, Mm -hmm. because of some health things that I had going on. So I do remember my mom was very like particular about me calling it birth control, though. She wanted me to call it hormone control Mm. (laughs) because we were, you know, trying to to control some hormonal issues I was having. And she was obviously very like concerned about me calling it birth control because that might mean I was having sex or whatever. So it's interesting. I mean, it <laughs> yeah. is kind of hormone control though. Like not everyone is taking it for yeah. birth control. That is very true. And there are lots of different kinds of birth control. So I feel like the shorthand of birth control usually means the pill, but yeah. And that's what I take and have taken for over a decade. But there there's so many other kinds that maybe, you know, we should be referring to it more specifically. What about you? When did you first learn about birth control? Yeah, I, I'm like you. I don't specifically remember hearing about it for the first time. I mean, I specifically remember actually in sex ed in high school, which I took my senior year. I mean, they must have covered it, but I more clearly remember condoms and f- mm-hmm. dental dams for some reason. <laughs> but I mean, condoms I, are a form of birth control, you know. They they covered it in my sex ed yeah. class too, but that wasn't the first time I'd heard of it. They they talked about the pill, and they talked about. I actually don't remember if they talked about IUDs. I definitely remember them talking about diaphragms and me being like, <laughs> "No one fucking uses a diaphragm. Why are we talking about this? What is this? The fifties <laughs> <laughs> for real?" And condoms and like a few different different kinds of birth control, but we never talked about like the rhythm method or like fertility awareness. Yeah. And abstinence was like definitely strictly, strictly Mm -hmm. mentioned. And like, it wasn't the only thing we learned. I definitely didn't get abstinence only education, but it was abstinence is like the only thing that will keep you a hundred percent pregnancy free and STD free, Mm -hmm. which is technically true, but (laughs) also like very fear mongering Mm -hmm. and unrealistic. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think you've said before that like you also won't get in a car accident if you never get in a car. <laughs> like yeah. you'll never get an STD or pregnant if you never have sex. True. Yeah. But people are having sex. So how do we do it safely? Thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting that you mentioned you were never taught about, what did you call it? Rhythm or cycle the tracking? Rhythm, yeah. Rhythm method of fertility. Yeah. Ones. And it's interesting because I think that seems very much on purpose because yeah. teaching that you know, it's, it's not as effective as yeah. birth control pills or an IUD. So they're, it's like, they're doing whatever they can to prevent yeah. pregnancy. <laughs> and now that I've said it out loud, I actually had like 
a breakthrough memory just like pop into my brain. <laughs> we did actually talk about the rhythm method and, oh. and we called it the rhythm method, but my, my teacher, she was actually really cool. She was like a firecracker and very like <laughs> as, as much as she could be honest and open, she was right. Like she was very mm -hmm. frank and stuff. And she told us that her family was Catholic. And so they did not believe in birth control and they yeah. had, were like, had like six kids. And so her joke was that like, they were not on the same rhythm together because they, <laughs> they clearly could not plan their family correctly. So yeah, it was definitely, it was joked about, but it was also like, this is not an effective method. Do not do this because it yeah. will not work. Yeah. I, I know for me, I pretty much have two separate sources of where I learned about birth control. And one I guess was through church and parents, mm -hmm. not specifically like they sat me down and they were like, this is an IUD. It was more <laughs> that birth control. I was never told that it was ineffective. I was told that it was a, uh, what's the right word? Not a temptation, but it was almost a way to remove the consequences, some of the natural mm. consequences of sex that would tempt me into having sex before I was married. So yeah, so don't do why it. Why would I buy a box of condoms if I wasn't going to be having sex before I'm married? Those are only for slut people. Yeah, why would I get birth control <laughs> pills if I wasn't going to have sex before I was married? It would. I specifically remember the words. I know that you're not having sex right now, but someday down the line, you, you, you know, you're on birth control and you're there with Mr. Right on the sofa and it would just be so easy to, to do it. And you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, like you'd had a whole lifetime of literally putting the fear of God in you. Like it was yeah. not easy <laughs> to get to having sex, but thanks. Right. Well, yeah. And then the other avenue I learned about birth control methods was just through friends. I had mm -hmm. friends that did get on birth control when we were in high school, yeah. well before we had the senior year sex ed, which I will never stop saying is way too late for sex ed. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I obviously I knew what the pill was and I knew what condoms were from different friends, mm -hmm. but I didn't start learning about other methods like IUDs and the arm implant or mm -hmm. the shot. I didn't learn about any of those until I was older and I had friends who had their own health insurance. Usually. Yeah. I think I knew about IUDs in high school. And I also think I had started to learn about emergency contraception, but it was like through the internet. Like I had, I got my first laptop when I was like 17 or so. And mm -hmm. so starting to Google around things and like figure stuff out and yeah. And like the morning after pill was like a huge thing. Like we would, we, I don't really? know if any of us needed to use it. It wasn't a huge thing in terms of like people using it. I don't think, but it was like, we educated each other on how to get it because you had to yeah. get it over the counter and, uh -huh. th and now you can just get it in the pharmacy aisle. So it was, it was more like if I always remember being in the context of like, if you are sexually assaulted or if you are raped or whatever, like this is how these are things you need to do. Like get the, go to the pharmacy and get the morning after pill and like, it's cetera, like, that's the only reason why it would be permissible to use emergency yeah. contraception. You know, it's interesting that you bring up the plan B because mm -hmm. I think that it's hard to talk about birth control pills without also talking about abortion and unplanned yeah. pregnancy because they are really wrapped up together. And mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but I was taught that abortion was pretty much the absolute worst thing anybody mm -hmm. could ever do on the planet. Mm. And 
plan B or the morning after pill, whatever you want to call it was Mm -hmm. framed as almost the same thing. Yeah. And then that wasn't a far leap to birth control pills. And it's really interesting because if you actually learn about how all these things work, they're very different. Yeah. The morning after pill will not cause an abortion just so everyone knows. Yeah. If you are (laughs) pregnant, you will not, and take the morning after pill, you will not like you know, become unpregnant. It's, it's like a higher dose of birth control so that you immediately like shed the lining of your uterus and, and a potential zygote cannot implant itself. Mm -hmm. So it works exactly the same way as the birth control pill works. I was not taught specifically that abortion was quote unquote, the worst thing you could do. I know that they sort of hinted at it being wrong and hinted at the sanctity of life and that you shouldn't have an abortion. There are other options besides abortion, but no one was up here. Like if you have an abortion, you're going to hell and it's the worst thing and you're a sinner, blah, blah, blah. So I'm, I'm grateful for that because it oh, allowed me so to come. Lucky. Yeah. It Can I definitely... tell you for a second? <laughs> yes. Eighth grade science class, quote unquote, we had a whole section on how abortion was murder and they showed us horrible videos of abortions happening Yikes. and lied about what was happening in them. And yeah. my therapist, when I was in high school would constantly talk about precious little babies and she used to go protest. Like she used to do like anti-abortion protests. And then wow, the church that I went to, this is so funny because at the time I thought they were like such good people for doing this, but <laughs> they used to offer free ultrasounds to pregnant women and try to like, I mean, I see it now as like a total way to manipulate yeah. people into not getting abortions. But at the time I was like, wow, that's so good of them. They're helping struggling mothers get ultrasounds yeah. and make it really difficult decision. And so like, yeah, <laughs> it was like I not always... for the health of the baby. It was like, no. look at your unborn child. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. And yeah. So it, I think for me having sex was so, I mean, obviously having sex is tightly wound up with getting pregnant. Like of course. that is like, you know, the main, that is biological function, yeah. I guess. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but I was so afraid of getting pregnant. Yeah. I mean, it was literally hammered into my brain right. that getting an abortion was wrong. So if I was going to get pregnant when I didn't want to be, I had to have that baby. And then yeah. that would be like a physical manifestation of the fact that I sinned by having sex outside of marriage. Right. So and you would have to raise the baby and like your, your whole future would be, you know, in jeopardy and like, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of fear wrapped up in that Mm -hmm. for sure, especially as a teenager. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. And in college. I mean, yeah, I, the last like year or two, I've really mellowed out about getting pregnant. Like I still don't want to get pregnant right now, but I wouldn't, I don't know. I'm probably not, I'm probably not going to rush to the pharmacy for a plan B if I don't have to, because I did not enjoy that experience. No, having a baby is a lot more of a commitment than taking a right. There's going to be a lot lot more sickness and pain, you know, (laughs) having and pushing out a baby than. Sorry, that was such an ignorant thing to say. (laughs) It really wasn't. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. I I mean, no one wants. If you don't have to be nauseous and sick, why be nauseous and sick? You know. Yeah. I also just did want to note too that you know, even though I 
we just mentioned that pregnancy is like the main biological function of sex. Like, so is pleasure. Mm -hmm. You know, not every animal species has pleasurable sex. And there's literally an organ on the human body that the only, its only function is to give pleasure and like cause someone to orgasm. So like, you know, while we're over here scaring people about, (laughs) you know, like literally if you have sex, you will die. Or if you have sex, you will get pregnant and you will die. There's so much about it that obviously we aren't teaching people like the pleasure part. If we, if we tell people like it's pleasurable, they'll, they'll want to do it all the time. And then what will happen? And then they'll get pregnant. Someone think of the children. That is, that is the good thing about the modern day and age is that you do not have to get pregnant when you have sex, or at least you can have a lot of sex with a very, very low chance of getting pregnant. Yeah. I think we've had our, our own experiences with it, but there's no denying that that has given, especially women, like lots more freedom over their lives and their bodies. And, you know, we know that when, when people can plan for their families and even when they have less children, like they, they are better off in the long Mm -hmm. run and the children are better off in the long run. So yeah, birth control has been revolutionary. I'm glad it's around, but there are also some, I think some things about it or how it was taught to us or presented to us that we think are a little problematic. So I don't know. Do you want to talk about that at all, Kaylee? Yeah. I, I think a good place to start would be to walk through my birth control story. Cause I've tried a few different methods and I have a lot of feelings on the matter. So Let's get into those juicy feelings. Yes. <laughs> As I mentioned before, I started off being told that birth control was wrong because it would tempt me into doing something sinful. So I was kind of already starting off with that feeling about it. And I was denied birth control and I wanted it for a while because of that. When I finally was old enough to get birth control on my own, mm-hmm. I did that right away. And yep. I remember that the, I mean, it was a really easy appointment. I'm pretty sure I just went into the gynecologist and was like, I want birth control because I'm having sex. And they're like, okay, here. <laughs> and I don't really remember. I, you know, I remember having a lot of misinformation or like things I'd heard about it that I wasn't sure Mm -hmm. were true. And of course it comes with this huge pamphlet of information, but over the years I learned a lot of really important things that I think I should have been told up front. One being that antibiotics can interfere with your birth control. Another is that I was always unclear on, are you supposed to take it at the same time every day? Is that just Mm -hmm. some brands? Is that these other ones? Yeah. Some people skip the placebo pills and just don't have a period. Is that Mm -hmm. healthy? Is that okay? It it seems crazy to me because they just like hand you this thing. Yeah. Without telling you anything about it. And you just hear about stuff from, from friends and yeah, that's the beginning of it. So I, I was on that for a long time, but the whole taking the pill at the same time every day really scared me. And I was, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I was literally so afraid of getting pregnant that for a long time, even though I was on birth control, I still made my boyfriend wear a condom and pull out. <laughs> you were using all kinds of birth control methods. Yeah. I essentially wasn't having sex. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You just put it in for two strokes and then. (laughs) I think I eventually was uh, okay with losing the condoms, but I did keep the like birth control and pull out pretty much 
for a long time. And yeah, I mean that works for people. I mean, if you if you really don't want to get pregnant, like up too, you know. So, yeah, yeah. I I was so confused about it because, like, I mean, logically, when when they tell you the percentage that birth control pills work, I'm assuming they're telling you the percentage that they work when you actually get jizz inside of you. Yeah, I actually have no idea. All I know is that they're telling you when it's used 100% correctly, which what again is like, mean? what is that? <laughs> what is that? Is that taking the placebos or not? Is that at the same exact time every day? Like what exactly? You have to take a bottle of water and put it out under the full moon and then take your birth <laughs> control pills only with that water one exactly. minute later than you took it the previous day. Right. Until you <laughs> complete a full circle and then you have to go in reverse, reverse time. <laughs> One minute before you took it the day. Yeah. Before. Anyway, exactly. yeah, it's <laughs> really complicated, y'all. It is. And then, so I hated that. And mm-hmm. as I, when I graduated college, I started, I did this, I was a late bloomer. When I graduated college, I started partying a little bit more mm-hmm. and I found myself being away from my birth control pills when I needed to take them quite yeah. often. And I would forget pills and I was like, this is sketchy. So yeah. <laughs> I was talking to a friend and he was telling me that his girlfriend had uh, an explanon, which is the arm implant. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that sounds amazing. Like you don't have periods. It just goes in. It's not as, I I don't know. I was always afraid of the IUD for some Mm -hmm. reason, even though I have tons of friends who have them and love them. But just something about, like I already, I don't really know what it is, but I already hate pap smears. Like the idea of having something go up in there and stay in there just like freaks me out. Yeah. No, and I have also, as much as I've known people who really love them, I've also known people who've had really bad Mm -hmm. side effects. Like if it seems like, and this is just anecdotal, I'm not saying this is true. It seems like when there are side effects, they're really debilitating, like very painful or Uh like your IUD, like slipping out. Like I've had the friend that happened to a friend, like it, and then you have to like, you, there's nothing you can do. You have to like go to the doctor and yeah. they take it in or out or like lots of pain when it's being inserted. Like I've, I've heard a lot of. Yeah. And lot lots of, of pain things. like a week mm-hmm. after or yeah, yeah, it can get dislodged and get lodged in a bad place. And yeah. Yeah. So I was not ever interested in an IUD and mm-hmm. I was also unsure when I wanted to have kids. And so I loved the idea of the arm implant because it was only for, t- I think, two or three years. So I went and got that. It was super chill mm-hmm. and I loved it for the first few months. I, I thought I would hate not having a period because I would think I was pregnant all the time, but <laughs> I didn't. I ended up, I was just like, this is great. <laughs> the only weird thing was like seeing it under your skin was like a little weird. I still get a oh, little yeah. like, Ugh. But I ended up getting it taken out after six months because suddenly there was this huge shift in me where Mm. I was like debilitatingly emotional constantly. Like I specifically remember it was my birthday and my boyfriend at the time and I went out, we were trying to go out to dinner and like drinks out in San Jose Mm -hmm. where we lived and we had gotten dinner and I was feeling really sad and weepy and he, we walked past a bar and he's like, oh, do you want to go get a birthday drink? And I just started bawling on the no. street. I don't even, I wasn't even sad. I don't know. And yeah, and I, <laughs> I, I was getting all this like huge, painful cystic acne all over mm. my arms and legs and back, like places I'd never wow. had it. It was really awful. So I got it taken out early and I remember being at the gynecologist and 
they had to dig in my arm for like 10 minutes before they could Ugh. grab the end. And it was Oof, that turned not my stomach. comfortable. And no. when they finally got it out, the gynecologist walked out of the room for a few minutes and the nurse whispered to me, she was like, over half the people that get this thing put in, get it taken out early because the side effects are so bad. And the doctors don't tell anyone because they get paid by the company every time they like sell it to someone. She was like, you should tell everyone, you know, that they should not get this. And then that is such bullshit. Ah! It was. And then the gynecologist came back in the room. It was a dude, of course. Mm -hmm. And he said, so what's your birth control plan? And I said, honestly, I don't want to be on any for a while. My body feels like fucked up. Yeah. And then he asked me if I was sexually active. And I said, yes. And he was like, so then what are you going to do? And I told him I plan to use condoms. And without even acknowledging that, he told me to just get an IUD. And I said, I do not want an IUD after you just dug around in my arm for 10 minutes. Yeah, and he bro. was like, no, 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 it's fine. I put them in all the time. Everyone says that I, he fucking sounded like Trump now that I'm thinking about it. He's like, <laughs> no, 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 it'll be great. I have the, I have the fastest touch. That was my Trump impression. Did you like it? Yeah, it was gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Mitch McConnell face and a Trump impression. This is not boding well for me. I was me. just, I was trying to think, like, figure out if I could make a grab him by the pussy joke about IUDs, but I, it was too dark. So <laughs> I grab him by the pussy and just put it in. Everyone loves it. <laughs> you can do anything when you're a gynecologist. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's really no, dark. Most gynecologists are great, yes, doing wonderful no. things for yes. people. <laughs> We're making fun of Trump, not gynecologists. Yeah, gynecologists are mostly great. But yeah, so I was being like bullied into getting an IUD after yeah. that. So that's bullshit for so many reasons. I just want to break down some of the reasons why that's bullshit. First of all, it's bullshit that there are so many birth control, especially hormonal birth control side effects for women that women are just supposed to, you know, they're expected to like suck up and deal with, you know, Mm -hmm. like, you know, cystic acne or mood swings or not getting a period and not, not really sure if that's healthy or not, or just even the inconvenience of having to remember to take a pill at the same time every day and keep it with you all the time. Like it doesn't sound like a major deal, but it it is, it is when the stakes are like getting pregnant or not, you know? And the reason they haven't developed hormonal birth control for men is because of similar debilitating side effects, right? Like, oh, men can't be expected to live with acne or or mood swings, but like women have been doing that shit for since the fifties or sixties when this, when hormonal birth control came out and no one seems to give a fuck. But it's also like, you're, you are advocating for yourself to a doctor and the doctor is assuming that they know more than you do about yourself. Yeah. A good doctor should work with you, right? Not, yeah. not be like, Oh, you just don't understand. You don't know what you're asking for. Let's put an IUD in anyway, even though you're clearly here saying like, I do not want this. And I have a, I have another plan. Yeah. I felt so disrespected. I mean, it's supposed to be my choice, right? (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. I understand having opinions and like if you think that an IUD is the best thing ever, like good for you and sure, suggest it to me. But if I say no, then fuck off. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You were not like, hey, what do you think I should do next? Yeah. This is what I'm doing next. And he was like, nah, like fuck that guy, honestly. (laughs) No. Yeah. He sucked. I was really pissed off after that. So. Yeah. So after that experience, I just went off of birth control for a while. And I think Mm -hmm. after six months, I decided to go back on the pill and I did. And it was great. I mean, I I don't really, I'm lucky that the pill I had 
was working really well for me for a long time. So yeah. I think I had tried Sprint Tech. It's a, I don't know. It was a combination pill. Yeah, I think I use Sprint Tech for a bit. I think most of the combination pills are like the same or similar mm-hmm. mix of yeah hormones. Yeah, and I liked it. I mean, it it definitely made my period very chill. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so I I took that for, I think, another four-ish years. And then Mm -hmm. I decided to go off of it because I started having spotting and breakthrough bleeding. And Mm -hmm. I was blaming it for my sex drive being fucked up, but that might have just been the pandemic. (laughs) Yeah, like the massive trauma we all just have been going through the past couple of years. So I decided to go off of it. And I also was just curious because like mm-hmm. other than that, you know, three to six month break in between Nexplanon and going back on birth control, I had been on birth control, I think since I was 18 or 19, it had been mm-hmm. about 10 years and yeah. I didn't really know what my body was like off of it. And I was curious. Yeah. So I went off of it about a year, a little over a year ago and all of my friends think I'm going to get pregnant now. <laughs> They're always like, Kaylee, have you been using protection? <laughs> you should get an IUD. I have a great one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I have this doctor who can like stick an IUD in real quick. Yeah. Uh, but I've been, you know, I mean, to be honest, I've not been the most careful, but I, you know, I, I do a combination of condoms and cycle tracking uh, and pull out method. But what, what I really like, about what I'm doing now is that I spent time learning about cycle tracking because I'd never mm-hmm. learned about it before ever. It had never mm-hmm. been something that was presented to me as an option or anything that was realistic to use. And so I learned, I spent time learning about that. And I also spent time considering, you know, what's my current job? What are my goals in the future? What are my relationships like? Where do I live? Could I feasibly take care of a child if I got pregnant or have access to an abortion if I needed one? Like Mm -hmm. I was able to think about all of those things and select birth control that works for where I'm at. And I love that because I mean, birth control pills were definitely what I needed when I was in college and right after college, I didn't want to risk it as much as I am now. Yeah. But yeah. I've, I've tried a couple of different kinds and it's been interesting getting to know my cycle off of birth mm-hmm. control. Yeah. And it's definitely, it reminds me of when I had periods in high school. It is, it is rough. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just talked to, to Britta yeah, from Volvani, Volvani about this. So you already have heard, you guys have already heard all about my periods. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm in a boat where I've I've been taking birth control for almost birth, like hormonal the pill for almost 15 years, and so I also like that my periods are chill, mm-hmm. and it, it has become second nature to me now that I've been taking a pill every day for 15 years. So you know, I just yeah. take it in the morning when I wake up, and I don't know, it's it's, it's like brushing my teeth. Like I take the pill, I brush my teeth, I pee. Oh, see, there's the problem. I don't do any of that. Just, just kidding. You, you never pee. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh well yeah so it's just part of my routine now but but I totally get what you're saying about like wanting to know what your body is like without these interventions and then maybe going from there because Mm -hmm. we're we're kind of we're given a lot of conflicting messages from so young it's like the most important thing is to not get pregnant and but also maybe don't have sex and also maybe like you know 
these are the only methods or the best methods. And these other methods, like don't ever use them because they're bad and you will get pregnant. Right. Instead of just being like, here are all the options. Here's the failure rate of them and the success Mm -hmm. rate of them. And like, choose what works best for you. Talk to your doctor. If you're a teenager, maybe talk to your parents if you can. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, figure out what is best for you. We're given, we're continually given these messages that are scary. Like they scare us to taking birth control, which is true for a lot of sex ed, but. Well, and I feel like there's this other side of it where a lot of times doctors will just prescribe teenagers birth control without Mm -hmm. really informing them very much on it. Yeah. Or anything so I mean I felt very much felt like that's what happened with me I, I asked for it and they're just like okay which is like you know if I asked for it I want them to give it to me but like there should have been I just think there should be more information Some, yeah and doctors would be the ones to be able to give that to you if it's not happening in school but yeah there's I think this is like kind of an offshoot of medical sexism probably I think that birth control pills are often prescribed to people who are having issues with their cycle. Like it's not coming regularly or it's very painful or they have endometriosis or PCOS. And so they're just given these pills Mm -hmm. as like a band aid to cover up maybe real medical problems. And like not a lot of medical research has been done into a lot of quote unquote women's (laughs) women's issues you know, like PCOS and endometriosis. Mm. So we, we get, we get stuck in this cycle of like, just, just take birth control and everything will be fine. Right. But you, you actually might have these underlying conditions that might need other treatment that deserve, you know, their own time and space and to be treated rather than just like covered up at the same time, like we've said, birth control can also give a lot of life and freedom back to to people who have these debilitating illnesses. So I don't want to be like, you know, birth control is bad and it, it is not your real body, but it's also sometimes used as like a solution for everyone when yeah. it isn't. Right. I think, I think that's what makes it such a nuanced issue is that of course, I mean, we're so grateful that birth control exists because throughout a lot of history, the fact that you could get pre- like, you know, that women would get pregnant from sex and then have to give birth to a child mm-hmm. that then they were responsible for that really could hold you back from being independent and or literally kill you or yeah <laughs> so. you could die you might not be able to have a job you you know just I mean a million things that we yeah. all know and have heard about so birth control existing is the fucking bomb it's great yeah. uh, I think where we're hitting some problems is when it's used as a one-size-fits-all solution Mm -hmm. for people instead of talking about... I mean, look, sex is a huge part of a lot of people's lives, as Mm -hmm. is hormones in general, as are period cycles and all of that. That's, I mean, I think almost every day about what part of my cycle I'm at. It's a huge part of my life, and it affects a lot of my body. Yet so little of my education was spent learning about it even in biology it was it was very molecular level I would say like very low level details and you don't really get to understand a lot of the different nuances here and then when it comes to figuring out what's the right reproductive decisions for me that's not always something I felt empowered to do really honestly until the last few years Mm -hmm. so totally 
I feel like a lot of our episodes end this way where it's just like, <laughs> here's the problem. And it's actually more nuanced than you think. <laughs> so what would be a way that we could make this better? I mean, I know there's a lot that's being done right now. So for instance, we participated in Thanks Birth Control Day, which was back in November with Power to Decide. They're an organization that helps people figure out where to get birth control access as as well as a bunch of other things. But we participated in that. I wrote a blog post pretty much talking about a lot of what we talked about in this episode, as well as Jen made some really cool Instagram slides about birth control, basically, and how important it is to women, people so everywhere. There's definitely companies and organizations like Power to Decide and Bedsider who mm -hmm. they're, you know, or Planned Parenthood, they're trying to get birth control access to people. They have all websites and tons of information about all the different kinds. So that's better, but there has yeah. to be more. And my guess yeah. is it's in sex ed. Yeah, for sure. It's like you have to go and find those things on your own. You have to be a really curious person and know what to Google and know what to, you know, follow the right Instagram accounts to like get that information. Whereas we should be trying to proactively get this information to teenagers. So honestly, I think I kind of mentioned if I just had a chart of like all the birth control methods or most of them, cause there are some, you know, it's a chart with all the birth control methods would probably be very large and the, the failure and success rate, honestly, mm -hmm. I think is like the main thing that people need to know or should know. And then mm -hmm. you can choose from there or get more information. Once you know what something is called, you yeah. can get more information from there. So yeah, that definitely should be talked about in sex education classes and not this weird fear mongering of, you know, these ones are going to get you pregnant. So don't do those. Yeah. <laughs> you know, abstinence is the only thing that you can, will not mm -hmm. get pregnant from. Or like learning about it from friends. Like that's cool, but like you should be getting your information from a valid source. An actual source. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Piecing it together yeah. from other teenagers is not, not the way to go. No. <laughs> no. Well, so speaking of Power to Decide, next week we are mm -hmm. going to be talking to a gynecologist from their organization all about birth control and birth control access. It's going to be cool. And more. It's going to be super fucking cool. Probably the most what's studious that's not the right word professional the smarter the smartest the smartest, smartest, smartest person. person we've talked to yet yeah probably. i was gonna say i'm really excited to talk to a medical professional i don't think we've had one on the show yet so hopefully yeah. we'll have a plethora of medical information and insight into what's up with birth control these days yeah. seriously so look forward to that. Hopefully this was an interesting look into the nuances of birth control. And I want to reiterate again that I don't think birth control is a bad thing at all. I we think heart it is a wonderful control. thing. Yes. I just think that we need to give all the details. <laughs> Every single one. Anyways, uh, if you have any stories or questions or comments about birth control or anything sex ed related, or if you just want to say howdy, uh, you can reach out to us on our email, which is hello at sexedshouldn'tsuck.com or find us on Twitter and Instagram at sexedshouldn'tsuck. 
You can also subscribe to our newsletter that Kaylee so diligently writes every month. It's full of great stuff, including what is going on currently in the world with sex education and the podcast. Uh, we also have a Patreon. That's pretty cool. If you enjoy... <laughs> if you enjoy the podcast, we would love if you could support us. Even if you have a dollar, if you've got $50 or somewhere in between, there are a bunch of cool tiers that you can subscribe to to get stickers and shout outs and merch and a bunch of other things. So check us out where, Kaylee? On Patreon under Sex Ed Shouldn't Suck. Thanks. Give us a million dollars a month. <laughs> we we don't have a tier for that, but we will think of one if you do. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you feel like you have that... Um, Jeffrey Bezos, just let me know and we'll create a special tier for you. I really don't want to give anything to Jeffrey Bezos, but I guess if he was going to give us a million dollars, I'll give him a, a sticker. Okay, yeah, I could do a sticker, but I not would every honestly month. Honestly, do a I would do a lot for a million dollars a month. Yeah, I, I would too. I would definitely <laughs> suck Jeff Bezos's dick for a million dollars a oh, month, and I would not enjoy it. I would not enjoy it. He could not pay me enough to enjoy it, but I would do it. <laughs> That, I feel like that's probably the consensus of the world. <laughs> Anyways, if you want some merch, it will not be going to Jeff Bezos. It can go to you instead. We have some really cool stickers and shirts and shit. Yeah, so you can also support us that yeah. way. We've got some inclusive sizing on our merch as well. So please check it out. Yeah. And last but not least, if you want to pay a little extra, mm. I can um, rub the shirt I'll, I'll wear the shirt for a day oh. i was gonna say rub it under my armpits but people are into that i really i did not know where it was gonna go i was like if you say rub it on your i wasn't either i was gonna cry. say i was gonna fart on it but i didn't want to say that on people the podcast but then i just did too. so but here we are well okay. i mean you are also gonna edit all of this out i'm sure please also edit out the part where i talk about sucking jeff Bezos's dick no <laughs> please i don't want people to know that <laughs> Please, it's, it makes you relatable. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Kent, for mastering our sound. <laughs> You're the best. Anyway, guys, <laughs> we love you. Thanks for listening. Bye. Zip up your pants. <laughs> Pop, Pop your pills. pills. Yeah. <laughs> Put in your IUDs, slap on a patch. Actually, you should have a doctor put in your IUD. <laughs> yeah, don't do not do that at home, kids. DIY IUD? <laughs> That's a mouthful. That's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs>